Hey everybody, welcome back to the Right Coins podcast. And this week I'm starting off with a trivia question. And the question is, what was the first coin struck for the United States? I will give you guys that answer at the uh, end of the podcast. Following that, I would like to introduce another segment called Term of the Week. I'm starting off with just a very general definition. Everyone needs to know, in a sense, I guess, kind of definition, which is numismatics. Numismatics is study of money and numismatist is someone who studies coins. It's also coin collecting, and that's what most of us do. We don't so much study, we collect the coin. We don't, we learn about it as we go. And this week's topic is coin grading. I feel like this is something that all collectors need to have a at least a basic understanding of so that we know what kind of coins we're getting. If we go say, hey, PCGS, I want this coin to be... I want this coin back as a such and such grade and they send it back as a different grade you're like well, what's the difference in these grades so I'm going to try to talk about that give some general information about it things like that so first of all coin grading is done on a scale of 1 to 70 the MS 60 to MS 70 MS means mint state and this represents the uncirculated coins or the coins that haven't been uh, in circulation have not been used in person-to-person transactions, financial transactions. Then anything below a 60 is, cir- is circulated coins. This is a coins that we use on a day-to-day basis. It's your pocket change, basically. And then there are two things that separate uncirculated from circulated coins, basically other than what I just said, or things that cause them to be circulated or seen as uncirculated or circulated. So you have the production and distribution blemishes. This is where things have happened at the mint, you're being transferred, things bank up against each other, it's going to happen. It's life. So this is where no, no co- two coins are going to leave the, a mint at all the same exact way. There's no way they're going to leave the same way. Then you have circulation wear and distribution wear also because this is the circulated coins. So it's the highest or the raised parts of the coin that are affected first. As soon as the coin is in circulation and has been used, it's the part that rubs off the quickest. So getting started, there's a few things that help to get you into grading and so you can learn. And the best way to learn two grade coins is by comparing your coin that you have to actual photos of that coin in different grades and looking at descriptions of different grades. So some books that help are Photograde, which is by PCGS. I've used it. It is a you can get it on your app, an app on your phone, tablet, or go to their website on your computer. Then there's Grading by Photographs by Q. David Bowers and NGC's Coin Grading Guide by David Lang. I have not used either one of these, and I'm sure they're good, but I have used Photograde in the past, so I I know I do know about it. Something else that helps when getting started is start with a familiar series. Pick one or two out of circulation that you can focus on, and they are fairly available. So things like Lincoln Cents, Washington Quarters. When you have, when you pick your example, so let's say I do Lincoln Cents, I would need to learn out, find where it wears the most and areas that are most affected by the coin being circulated. So you can practice examining these pieces at coin shops, coin shows in your area. So anywhere you can look at a graded version, you can find it there. And then things you can do is also expand your learning to other coins as you go. So as your interest permits it, as time permits, I know everyone 
has a job or school, life, kids, things like that. Things get in the way. Learn as you go. It, it's your schedule. Do it your way. So now I'm going to kind of talk about what all the numbers mean. You, there's everything from 1 to 70, and all of them have different letters somewhere in there. So starting out, you have POR, P-O, and this is usually somewhere greater around a 1. This coin would probably not be worth sending in if it's a common coin. So this is where you're, the coin is barely recognizable. You don't know what it is. The large parts of the design are going to be completely gone. It's basically a flat disk of metal at this point. And the date is going to be gone. Like I said, it's going to be completely missing. This is also known as a Basel State coin. Next you have FAIR, FR2. This is where the rims have worn very far into the design. There should be outlines of some of the image on the coin, and it should be visible. Those images are going to be visible on both sides. Everything's going to be outlined. And then you're going to have the lettering. It could be completely gone in rougher coins. The date should be visible enough to where you can each know what the year on the coin is. Then you have about good. Most of the, di- most of the design on this coin is going to be outlined. The rims are going to have worn in far enough to where they might obliterate some parts of the design or, or you know, design elements uh, like the lettering of the stars. And this is sometimes referred to as almost good. Then you have good, which is the general design of the coin is going to be outlined. There's going to be very little detail. Some parts of the design may just be very weak in general. For the most part, the rim will be intact, but it may be worn down to the tops of the letters or stars in some cases. Non-collectors will often refer to their coins as being, quote, good. Condition, a coin grading good is actually a very well-worn coin. Then you have very good, which is VG 8 to 10. The coin is going to have a medium to heavy wear, but it's going to, most of the details are going to be visible, or some of them will. As a rule of thumb, for any seated coins, barber coins, liberty head nickels, and Indian head cents, three or more letters of liberty are going to be visible on those coins. Then you have fine 12 to 15. The coin is going to have medium wear, with few details visible, and some high spots obviously are gone. As a rule of thumb, for the seated, barber, liberty, and any heads as before, um, you're going to have seven letters of liberty that are going to be visible, but there's going to be a very weak. You, they will be made out, but not easily spotted. This is going to follow through the next uh, couple of things, I believe. So uh, then we have extremely fine, which is XF40 to 45. The coin is going to have a little bit of wear, mostly on the high points. And there may be some traces of a mint luster still on the coin. It's also abbreviated as EF. Then you have about uncirculated, which is AU50, 53, 55, and 58. The coin has wear ranging from extremely light to only a trace little bit of friction on the high points along with medium to nearly full luster. AU58 coins have little to no wear, and they're often mistaken for uncirculated coins, hence a nickname they have gained, Slider, because they're able to just make it into uncirculated, but just barely. And they're actually more attractive than the low-end uncirculated coins in some cases, and it has also been said that AU58 coins is an MS63 coin with just a little bit of wear. AU is also referred to as almost uncirculated. Now we're getting into where the coin has become uncirculated. It is very in very pristine condition. 
So we have uncirculated MS60, 61, and 62. And uncirculated, this is an uncirculated coin with noticeable deficiencies. There's going to be either a, an overabundance of bag marts, it's going to be a poor strike, or poor luster. Most price guides will give a price for coins in MS60 condition. In most cases, though, MS60 is not a very common grade. It's rather unusual. And so typically, uncirculated pieces often grading somewhere between MS60 to a 64 range, depending on what series it is. Then we have select uncirculated, which is MS63. This is an uncirculated coin with fewer deficiencies than coins lower uncirculated grades. In general, this is is an uncirculated coin with rel relatively ordinary eye appeal. You're not going to go up and pick out of a case and say, oh, I want that one specifically. It's an MS-63. It's the best in the bunch. You're not going to do that. They're there, but they're not as good. There's better and not much in the price change sometimes. Then you have a MS-64. This is uncirculated coin well, it's choice uncirculated MS-64. It's an uncirculated coin with moderate distracting marks or deficiencies. Coins are going to have average to above average eye appeal, and they're uh, generally referred to Okay, so my notes are wrong. Let's just go with that. And I was trying to figure out what, what the heck I typed a month ago. So uh, then we have, ignoring that, we have Gem Uncirculated, which is MS65 to 66. This is an uncirculated coin with minor distracting marks or imperfections. At this point, the mint luster is expected to be full, although toning is actually acceptable in this grade. Then we have Superb Gem Uncirculated, which is MS67, 68, 69. This is uncirculated coin with only the slightest distracting marks and perfections. Toning is acceptable here, and in these grades, is toning is actually a good thing. It could be pleasing to the eye. Most circulating coins, even of relatively recent dates, are quite rare in a uh, grade of this of this high. Although most modern bullion coins and some commemorators are found in grades as high as MS69. Then we have MS67. This is perfect uncirculated, an utterly flawless coin that is going to be almost impossible to find if it's circulated at all. Following that we have proof grades. So there could be some controversy on this, but I do know proof is not actu an actual grade. When a proof is graded, it is assigned on how the proof is worn. A proof can receive any grade. If there's any wear, then the coin is called an impaired proof. So like I said, it could receive any grade, so a proof can be given a grade of PR12. PR standing for proof. So now we have the uh, trivia answer. And the question was, what was the first coin minted by the, or minted in the United States? That's the 1776 Continental Dollar. This was the first coin struck for the United States. It was designed in anticipation of a loan of silver from France. This coin was struck as a stand, in a standout moment of U.S. history as the Continental Congress just signed the Declaration of Independence on July 4th that year. The French did fail to deliver on the loan, but the Founding Fathers moved forward with minting these coins, just in a lot smaller number. These coins were produced in silver, tin, brass, and copper. They were meant to uh, support the failing value of the paper Continental money. And it is actually believed that Benjamin Franklin designed the reverse of the coin, which revealed a series of links around the outer edge, which represents a call for unity among the colonies. And with that, I'm going to uh, end the podcast, guys. I hope you appreciate the information I have tried to inform you with. I hope that you will consider following along with 
episode in a couple other weeks, and I will see you guys later.